He will guide you. He will guide you into all the truth. I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Dottie Rutman and Sami Shahada both live in Jaffa. Jaffa is a city near Tel Aviv and a place that has a lot of biblical significance. Both are Israeli citizens, yet they come from extremely different backgrounds. Rotman is a Jew whose family came to Jaffa, escaping the horrors of the Axis powers. Shahada is a Christian whose family once cultivated and exported the world-famous Jaffa oranges. Both have different experiences in life and in the eyes of the world are enemies. I had an opportunity to tour the city of Jaffa, guided by both Rotman and Shahada. Their particular nature of this tour was, was jarring. It was called a dual narrative tour. We would visit sites, and at each and every site, we would hear about its history from the experience of an Israeli Jew, Rotman, and an Arab Israeli, Shahada. These dual narratives got really tense at times. One of those times was near the center of the city outside a beautiful White House. Duty mentioned that in the house lived Holocaust survivors who had crossed the waters and found refuge in it. He went into details about the perilous journey that they took to get, it, get across the shore and into that house. Sammy told us that that house was actually owned once by a prominent Palestinian family who was part of a textile business but had to flee and give up the house in the middle of a major conflict in the area. Sammy went into details about the reality of the refugee camp that this family would later call home. It was disjointing to hear how the same house symbolized a place of refuge for one family and a source of pain for another. That same house contained the story of displacement and at the same time, the story of refuge. They were historical narratives rooted from experience, and each narrative reveals a deep truth. How do we listen for God amid such divided realities and stories? The church celebrates Pentecost today. For Christians, this feast day commemorates the descent of the Holy Spirit. And this year, we celebrate this festival as we gradually re-emerge from the pandemic. We're also celebrating this festival in the midst of devastating violence in Israel. Let's be mindful that the events described by St. Luke, the preaching of the good news, the good news for everyone, occurs 
in the land, this most holy land, which is groaning for peace. Like St. Paul in the epistle today, we are awaiting hope with utmost patience. In the first lesson, Peter quotes extensively from the prophet Joel, correlating God's saving act through the resurrection of Jesus with a vision for the world that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Holy Spirit called the advocate and the spirit of truth in St. John's gospel today begins to fill and direct the lives of the crowd that has gathered. That same spirit gives a group of simple Galileans the ability to move beyond their local dialect to speak in different tongues. They are given the means to communicate the mystery of the gospel in ways that people can understand. That same spirit enables the crowd to hear the central message of the gospel truth in ways that they can also understand. What happens today is more than linguistic translation. Miraculous as that translation may be, today we witness the disclosure of God's continuous attempt to bridge the relationship between human and God. God does this by meeting people where they are. The Holy Spirit, as a spirit of disclosure, works to allow the hearers to grapple with the mysteries of God and the good news, not in terms of erudite or grandiose philosophical propositions and expositions, but in ways that are familiar to them, ways they can relate to. They hear words spoken in the language of their mind and the language of their hearts. And translation is the work of the spirit of truth and intercedes for the world because we are all groaning for a purpose. It is God's ability to meet humans wherever they are in their journeys of life that despite our cultural differences, linguistic differences, the vision and mission of Christianity is to gather people around the world with a message of forgiveness, redemption, and love. As a result of Peter's first sermon at Pentecost, the sacred mystery called the church grew. Its growth was not only numerical. Growth consisted of embracing the diversity of languages, cultures, and backgrounds unified by the one confession that Jesus Christ is Lord. Pentecost is the loving invitation to profess Christ not merely through intellectual exercise, but through speaking the language of the heart in love for this world. It reminds us that we are all on different journeys in faith. And those different journeys need not only to be accepted, but celebrated. For God meets us where we are and speaks to us in ways where we can understand. The language of our heart could be reflecting on the nature of creation, experiencing the beautiful rhythms of earth, pondering the mystery we call God when a bright red cardinal shares a worm with another bird. It could be sailing the Chesapeake and offering gratitude to God for the beauty of glistening water that provides not only sustenance, but leisure for our lives. It could be a beautiful piece of music from Bach 
or from your favorite country or pop musician. Melodies that offer a glimpse of the ultimate creative mastermind. Perhaps the lesson of Pentecost is that the mysterious, ineffable, and incomprehensible God desires to reveal God's self in ways that speak to all of our minds and hearts. Now just for a minute, imagine, imagine the work of that Holy Spirit in the midst of conflicts and divisions we as human beings create. Whether it's in our nation or in Israel. My tour guide, Sammy, said something that continues to tug at my heart. He said, God speaks in ways we can understand. And for us, we can understand what it means to be friends. The two tour guides explained that while the history of Jaffa, like all of human history, is fraught with pain, there are, even in the midst of that pain, stories of cooperation, care, and concern. History is complicated, yet God speaks in ways that we can understand. Although the world labels duty and Sammy as enemies, they are quite the opposite. They are friends and neighbors. Their families get together, eat together, play together, and they fundamentally understand in order for peace to exist, they need to listen to the voice of God, the voice of God's love for this world. They do not forget or obfuscate history in the midst of listening to God. They understand it from their particular historical vantage point and recognize the deep truth of pain, hurt, and yes, tragedy. So on this Pentecost, I invite you to offer your prayers for our human family. Take time to listen to where and how God calls. God calls us in and through particular ways. The diverse ways of creation and communication are a gift from God. And what binds us together is not language, it's not culture, or the same pattern of thinking. Rather, it is the fact that we are God's handiwork and that God desires to be in relationship with the whole world and with each and every one of us. So amidst this world full of division, may this prayer from our tradition give us vision as people shaped by the Holy Spirit on this Pentecost day. Let us pray. O oh God, you made us in your own image and redeemed us through your, Jesus, your Son. Look with compassion on the whole human family. Take away the arrogance and hatred which infect our hearts. Break down the walls that separate us. Unite us in bonds of love. And work through our struggle and confusion to accomplish your purposes on earth. That in your good time, all nations and races may serve you in harmony around your heavenly throne. 
through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.